Grief FM coming to you with all the hits of the summer, driving you home or driving you to work. It's or... Tuesday morning. And we're here in your ears. <laughs> what a great accent from you, Tessa. And me. Thank you. And now, please welcome your hosts. It's Stevie Martin and Tessa Cole. Hi, 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 everyone. And Tom. Hey. That's Tom. Hello, everyone. Hello. This week's podcast is on how to dump toxic people from your life. It's a very, very cleansing one. Cleansing one, because I think last week we went a bit hysterical because it was about moving with your boyfriend and I couldn't deal with it. This week, I can deal with it. Gotta get those toxic people out of your life. Absolutely, mate. Get them out like a... Uh, Japanese knotweed. I'm obsessed with Japanese knotweed. Yeah, I became obsessed with it as a very young child because we had a, a house and we had a garden. And I remember when I was very little being like, why is our garden just so overgrown and essentially crap? And my mum being like, it's completely ravaged by Japanese knotweed. And she told me, you know, it's from Japan and, it, and you can't kill it. You cannot kill this stuff. And I forgot about it for ages. And then last year was on a train and I could see out the window all this Japanese knotweed and I Googled it. It's such a huge problem that if you have it in your house, people like can't sell their houses and are complete, their lives are ruined by Japanese knotweed. Yeah. You have to burn the entire thing and you can't because it goes for miles underground. Yeah. It's like... Uh, but you didn't think you'd be talking about this. No, I didn't. But I absolutely love Japanese knotweed because my grandma's got it. and uh, You like it in terms of you're a fan? I, know, I am a fan of it. It's so bad. Well, it no, kills oh, everything. I'm not a fan of the plant. I'm a right. fan of the... That, that's why I was asking. I was oh, like, right. oh, no, you I like, like it. Oh, we should get in the garden. A Japanese that's knotweed. That's what I thought you... Like, no, well, like, grandma's no, I was like, do you like saying, it? And you said yes. No, I meant like, like, I'm fascinated by it. Right, same. We're on right, the same right, page. Well, Stop <laughs> shouting each other. So I'm agreeing about Japanese knotweed. That it's it's amazing. Because being told that it can't die, you're like, I beg your pardon. So you pull it out, it doesn't know. Because when you pull it out, it's miles and miles and miles. And you have to get like all the roots. It's basically <gasps> like uh, the coral reef or Nine the things. thing in Stranger Things. Yes, or more things in real life. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine used to be a maritime lawyer, a lawyer of the sea and the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in case anyone listening is like, what are you talking about? And one of his jobs is in, the, in London's own Thames, there is, so basically when the ships go from London to China or oh, it's, it's Asian countries that this kind of happens in, they will take in a lot of water to compensate for all the loads of uh, freight going out of the boat to rebalance the boat. When they take in all that water, they then release the water the other side, which is in London. So they basically release all this Asian Chinese water into London, which has meant there are these massive, huge, giant crabs. But they just basically gone immediately to the top of the ecosystem, sort of like Japanese knotweed, because not there's nothing around it to uh, compete with it. And so now the Thames is full of these giant crabs and. And, um, oh my god! My friend worked on, is working on the case. No one knows who to sue or what to do about it, and how they can solve it. And everyone's trying to sue each other because what are the crabs eating? Everything. Wow. All, of the, all of the wildlife. Don't I'll just tell you one tiny thing that is right. in Birdland in New Zealand, it's and because New Zealand has like no, literally no predators. Yeah, it, it doesn't know any predators. So there are birds in there that have never known a threat. They're so chilled out. They're so chilled out. And when you go in, your bags are being searched, and uh, you make a pithy joke like we're searching for bombs. And then uh, uh, is this from New Zealand? A bit. 
they say, oh, no, mate, we're checking for rats. <laughs> Someone really? is literally, they're literally checking your bag for rats in case you're bringing a rat in because it will disrupt, like, bring, entire... you can't bring, if, if you bring any predator into this space, like, it'll just destroy, God. immediately destroy the entire ecosystem. Insane, eh? Don't get me started on Asian hornets, but we'll see on another oh, day. Oh, yeah! I know, right? <laughs> oh, baby! So, um, no, basically, no, what we're saying is, your friends are... These Asian Japanese hornets. crabs in Japanese the tent. Not wank. Not wank. Not, not wank. <laughs> Japanese crabs. Japanese not wank. Don't let them in. Yes, you have a delicate ecosystem. It's so delicate. And you should always be the top of your own ecosystem. Always. Don't let anyone be above that. Be above that. Be above you. Before we and if your instinct there was to go, oh no, oh no, oh I'm not. They can. You're probably being shat on. Yeah, you're a prime target. I know too many people who are so lovely, and you can just see people being toxic at them. Because we don't get taught to take yourself seriously. No, you learn about Expo Lakes, you don't learn about your own lake. <laughs> um, oh, it's good stuff Thank here. Thank you. <laughs> you don't, song. It's not... Um, it's not an accepted motif to be like, oh, I'm the best. And it's not even saying that you're the best. You're literally saying no. you, you, you <laughs> Sorry, should you're self, absolutely right. That, that maybe Tess is, what Tess is telling herself. I'm the best, right? Whereas, for example, I'd more likely tell myself things like, I'm the gatekeeper of my own friendship yeah, and yeah, my yeah. own brain. So like, I'm not going to let anyone in who's going to make me feel small. Of course, I have done for years and years and years. But you start to realise that... Because so we're taught that like a good person is somebody who puts others before themselves yeah, and course. does all these nice things. Bullshit. And looks after others and, you know... Mr. Jesus, in which case, good work. Gandhi, good work. But they also were very strong, but stubborn Gandhi people. Gandhi practised extreme self-care. Yes, and Jesus did too. Yeah. A bit. A bit. <laughs> I don't know much about him. But um, there is one thing being a, a kind person, there's another thing being a doormat that you, you leave yourself open to be hurt or allow yourself to be hurt, I think. Absolutely, and we're not saying that everybody is a doormat or anyone no. who, we're absolutely not. You're not we're a doormat. No wazer. Um, we are saying that every single person has been victim of some kind of Japanese knotweed. Oh my God. Or in some it's way. It's wrapped its way around your heart. And you didn't even know it was there. Until it was too late. Oh God, it's good stuff. Oh. What adult thing have you done this week, Stevie? Did you I'm see how I just asked you? I prefer of nothing. It was really good and I was so unprepared that yeah. I've forgotten mine. Right? Um, last yes, week mine this? was bad I know oh. Tatez is pointing at her chin why is she pointing at her chin because I've got a hair on my chin so that's not really an adult thing that I've done it's more of an adult thing that's happened to me because I think I must be 40,000 years old and I had to pluck it out with some tweezers and I've told nobody apart from everyone listening <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hopefully people who are attracted to me aren't listening and I know they probably are so I'm sorry for anyone who's ever found me attractive because I've got a big I'm getting a beard I'm growing a beard Is this and, your first one? Yes what? Oh hello so it's obviously not your first chin rodeo <laughs> uh, I only have one but Oh your friend your yeah, friend hair But he's been there a while Okay it's a he Of course it's yeah, a he Yeah of course it's a he <laughs> <laughs> It's a hair on my chin it's not a woman No Right okay A woman would go there Um, It's under his hair Yes And uh, What do you do with it? Pluck it out occasionally but it's very fine so if you've got a chin hair, welcome to the club. Welcome to the adult club. Nobody can see them. Well, unless it was the one that I had, in which case... Was it big? Where was it? Yeah, it was here. And it was like... Um, I saw it when I was stood too far away from the mirror for me to be happy about having seen it. Oh, right. It was, it was black. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was horrible. Me being like, well, mine's a tiny yeah, mine's fair so one small. under here that no one can no see. No one can see it. Mine's like, it was like a witch, I had to a witch mine. bristle. Yeah, I, mine has to stop paying rent soon. <laughs> I'm starting to get this white streak in my hair. 
Tessa's going grey. It's not grey, it's white, like a powerful white witch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laughter in the room there that wasn't necessary, thank you. <laughs> well, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks all, I mean, it doesn't look cool, but I'm... Actually, I actually haven't noticed it because Tessa's very, you're very blonde, so it just looks like more blonde. What's your adult thing? So you I, shouted, thought I thought yours was, I've gone white like a white witch. No. Right, fine. What's your other one? You always shout at me when I don't ask you, but it's actually quite tricky. It's actually quite tricky when to, you to don't. Put, put a pin in it. It's yeah. quite tricky. Whereas oh, the sorry. person who's waiting is just like, I'm jumping oh, mine. Mine. Uh, mine is that I have gone and renewed, gone back to the gym. I felt like not having any sort of outlet for energy. I went and joined the gym and I was there uh, last night for two hours. Doing what? I know. Stretching incredibly slowly. <laughs> yes. I've had this huge problem with my back. And uh, and everything and and keep um, going going to have people crack it and stuff mm. and then I was like maybe I'll just stretch more yeah and I just did stretching for an hour and I feel amazing wow yeah. that's a really adult so thing I think, yeah I felt like I really had been sort of putting temporary measures in with my back and being like only uh, someone else can fix this only so you know you yeah. you massage my back whereas really everyone I went to was like you have to stretch you have to stretch and I was like yeah 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 sure 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 you you fix it you do it yeah yeah you want a quick fix rather than I want a quick oh yeah exactly right I was guilty as quick first and I was like you know what I need to do take some time and- long fix that's a lovely adult one but you know what's much. not lovely about being an adult Toxic friendships. Ugh. I know, right, guys? Boo. Hiss. Boo. I think people use the word toxic a lot, like, he is toxic, she is toxic. Mm. And um, I don't really like it because I feel like it's a very exaggerative... It exaggerates a bit and you're a bit like, all right. Yeah, well, toxic well, is quite strong, toxic, isn't it? What is like... it sounds like you're lime green in a Disney movie and yeah. you are... Yeah, and some people are toxic and then some people are just like not the right friend for you or do you know what I mean like oh they haven't done anything yeah. that bad they're like oh he's toxic like what, what has he done oh, he didn't put the bin out and you're like I don't think that's toxic I think yeah, that's I doubt forgotten. he would think he was toxic yes yeah. so I looked up signs of a toxic friendship ooh obviously ooh. Oh. Oh. I think I've had like more toxic relationships than friendships so you can imagine that when we're talking about friendships it, you could sub in a relationship with they this they can be friendships they can be relationships they can be work people colleagues colleagues toxic colleagues it could even be a family member yes it very true any... I forgot all these people existed <laughs> <laughs> just like can, your boyfriend and your friends and there's no one else yeah it can be anybody around you in your life who is yeah. bringing a diff- negative presence and so often I think one of the big almost huge signs of being in a toxic friendship relationship work relationship anything is that often you don't know you're in it yes. until you read something or you see something and you're like oh my god that's me I, I felt that that's the red flag we are nothing so good Nothing so good, are we? <laughs> yeah, so you're There's nothing we're so good at as tricking ourselves that something is we're fine so when it's not tricksy. fine. So we are tricksy. so good at so it. So good at denial. Right. Be in denial no more. Here are the signs. Feel free to jump in, Tessa. You don't have to just listen to me talk for ages. Sign- I will. Yes. <laughs> Sign one of a toxic friendship. I'll be starting all of them like that. And I'll go yes. underneath you find an atmosphere. Up- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> They always am interrupt your, you. Am I toxic? Am I your Japanese? Oh not my we? god, imagine we read this and then we realise that you're toxic it's for me. me. And it's not me, it's Tom. Tom's oh, toxic for both of us. Be. Twist. Right. Sign one of a toxic friendship. You find yourself in a competition with her other, in quotation marks, best friends. 
basically when someone is feels like you're um, being, you're being played off a lot against each other for example they are cancelling on you and you find out that they're actually they're going to someone else's birthday party Uh-oh, they don't yeah. see all of that stuff and you Uh-oh. know that oh I, it, do I do that no sorry every time you do that I'm like do I do that no like, it won't be you yeah go on we all know, basically we're all thinking in our head that person and every time anyone says a point I'm thinking about different people that I know and I'm like oh yeah um, so yes that's a big sign Sign two is, is um, oh, this is a big one. There's an imbalance in talk time. All for them, not for you. So they're talking a lot about their problems. You find that you're constantly having to support them. And then when you need support, either it's not really an open door for you to go and speak to them or they do speak to you, but you don't feel like they've really given you the attention that you've given them. Mm. And, you know, that's very important. Sign three criticism with a self-righteous attitude so honesty is important in any relationship but the idea of brutal truth is perhaps Uh-oh. not something to aspire to it's still brutal and damaging oh god so be sure you realize that her mean words are probably projections and it's probably more accurate as descriptions of things that she's worried about herself than as descriptions of you um tessa is, tessa is known as the the tough love giver <laughs> Um, has often has often gone too far. There are several people on um, Tessa Coates's uh, screaming self-esteem program. <laughs> Scream at them, and then I've had to cancel the program because no one's graduated. No, um, everyone just cries, and all the relationships have crumbled because mm. I want. I just want for them. Yeah, and I'm pushing, but not in a helpful way. In a good way. That does kind of make sense because at the end of your show, you sort of ended on a very positive note about what you've discovered about yourself. Mm. I remember watching that and being like, I mean, that's what you've been telling me for years. But if you didn't know that about yourself, that makes sense. Because when I do that with with people, when I'm like, well, I'm struggling to articulate this for myself. And then you see someone else doing it, you're like, no, don't do that. And you're like, and oh, you're doing wow. it. wow, okay. So you think the stuff that I was realizing about myself was something I was telling other people? No, yes, yeah, definitely. But, but, because I mean, for Bloody ages, you, you were saying that to me, being like, just... Get some self-esteem, you asshole, for example. <laughs> and that really helped me when we were doing comedy together early on. Um, but, like, as, I mean, that could be a quote. I'm, it's yeah, not far off, genuinely. But, oh, but, God, but I'm no, the worst. No, no, you're not at all. But I think it's a very natural thing that, that people do. Like, when I was in a very bad relationship, I would just yell at people who were in bad relationships, being like, get out! Yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't I? And you, oh, that, my God. God, thing. it's so hard being a human being. It's really hard, but look, you've only, it's only one sign, and I'm sure so I'll much, fall later. Yeah, there's so much, just so much to address. There's a difference between recognizing yourself in some of these points and going, "Oh, I do all of these." Like you know, and yeah. also I think if you did all of them, you're probably not toxic because you're too self-aware to, to be toxic. I probably am. You're not toxic because I wouldn't I'm, be friends with you. I'm the crab, <laughs> the toxic crab. You're the giant Asian crab. I'm the crab. <laughs> I think. I love crabs. I really do. Genuinely love crabs. Um, I think we've only had three so far. And I am nervous to continue. But I suspect that some of these people will say, oh my God, I've got a person like that. And sometimes I'll think, oh, I think that's me. Yes, I'm on both sides of these things. I've recognised my behaviours in this. I also recognise other people's behaviours. I think it's just when... We are looking out for if you have a friend who is doing these things to an extent that you go, oh yeah, because they're red flags. And just like with any any relationship, if there's like one red flag, you, you kind of go, okay, I'm going to save you. If there's two, you've got a bit of an issue. Mm. So I think that's the and also the kind of severity of it. Um, 
Okay, so another sign is are you called Tessa. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Oh god. Um no, the other sign of a toxic friendship is um are you texting her far more often than she's reaching out to you? Do you feel like you're more interested in talking and getting together than she is? Relationships get toxic when the other person isn't as invested in you as you are in them. And I think I've been that. You know when your friends your friendship is not really there anymore and you kind of don't look forward to meeting up with them anymore and you feel really bad. So then you're just not as invested and then you don't text back and you really what you should do is you you should just cut it off or you should make a decision rather than just being like making them feel bad so I'm definitely doing that oh god uh sign five of a toxic friendship they tell you you need to change so they see no need to recognize their own shortcomings uh, or change them it's all about what's wrong with you so I have a friend who has this her her best friend from school just treats her like crap and is constantly trying to like you know she my friend has problems as she all humans have problems but she's never good enough ever mm. and she's constantly um trying to be good enough and never is and then uh, her friend eventually like dumped her over email being like you're just too much of a mess and she isn't this friend is an absolute mess herself and has but will not acknowledge that at all and I think if you're in a relationship that is that one-sided that you are always the problem you're the one who needs to change or you at least feel like that then you're in regardless of whether that's true or not you're in a relationship that isn't helpful like if, if, if a friend is making you feel like you are significantly worse than they are that's not what a friend is, you know? That was my piece. Just mm. because it is a very recent thing that I had to get really, like, ranty and lectury and give some tough love back. So I was like, no, you can't excuse her anymore. She's not nice to you. And you're my friend and you do all of those of, of those things. And when you tell me you've done those things, I go, oh, no, let's work it out rather than being like, you're crap, you know? Mm. Um, especially if it's something, you know, that's like a like a problem that they have that they come to you with. You can't then go, oh, yeah, you're, you're pathetic. You're like, no, that's not a way to... So if, if anyone's making you feel pathetic or small, that's not what a friendship is, that's bullying. Sign six, you're walking on eggshells. So at first it was like fun to be with them they're fun friends but then something changed and then you find yourself having to be very over careful watching every word to make sure you don't offend them feeling like uh they will flip out any moment or they're very changeable and they have um i don't like that one i don't know why why that's toxic do you think it is? I think if you... F- it's less that they're being toxic and more like that's a sign if that's something it's you... It's a toxic friendship. Yes, if general. you feel like that around that person. Yeah. That's it's not that they've done anything specific. It's just that you... It's obviously a it's sign that you Something's have this like, right. tension in your stomach all the time I when see. you're with them. You're not sort of like present and having a nice time. You're thinking like... You're worried about it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some anxiety there that maybe there's you some can't anxiety pinpoint. There. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I'm glad you're here because I would have just thrown that into the sun. Mm. Um, I had to any, bring it back. Any thoughts before I continue? No, I'm absolutely barrel of nerves over here because I think I'm the crap. No, like, I'm, you're, the, you're the crap. You're not the crap. Um, well, I'm worried. I'm worried. I just We started off being so like, get them out. You're so great. You don't need them. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. <laughs> How can I get myself out? It's me that's the problem. And so I think well, it's such we'll a... work through that. How, why do you think you're the problem? Okay. Has you, have you seen What's a Face and Michelle's, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? I think it's Romy. Um, I've only ever seen it written down. <laughs> So you haven't seen the film. Yes, uh, I have. I guess she never uses her name that's famously. That's a good point. Yeah, she doesn't. Um, uh, yes, I have Romy, seen Was it Romy? Romy and Michelle. Romy and Michelle. Romy and Michelle's high school musical reunion. No. <laughs> this is Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> yes. And Phoebe Buffay 
and her friend go back to it what's her name Lisa Kudrow yeah Lisa either way Kudrow. two gals go back to their high school reunion and they are like really hung up on these horrible girls that were horrible to them and they you know are really you know put a lot of effort into what they're going to wear and they're so worried about seeing these mean girls that were the bullies mm. and then there's also this other girl there who sort of challenges someone and was like you were the, like, the worst person to me and then the bully girl is like who are you and then you see that someone like has just hold on to this for like 10 years of like how horrible this girl was yeah. and the girl's like I don't even know who you are the one at the top of the food chain doesn't know the one below who even who she is even though that one has been looking up thinking about this and then someone comes up behind her and is like tells her off about how and then that girl is like who are you right. and then it happens a, a third time oh, so great. there's this whole chain of people who have been thinking about this person who's like na- full name they know whose life they followed who like did all this stuff to them who you know was always awful to them and they actually did exactly the same to another person yeah so what i think what i'm trying to say is that you know you have this these list of names like Arya Stark you've got your list of names but really somebody you were on someone else's list as well and yeah. you didn't even realise we're on each other's lists you're on someone else's we list have, I mean, yeah we, everyone's definitely been toxic to someone at yeah. some point but I, I suppose that this is focusing on the people that maybe don't realise they're in a sort of toxic yes, friendship yes 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 and kind of are listening to these going I mean, we, we, we've become obsessed with ourselves during this record. Well, but actually, it's, it's for people who are like, oh God, my friend does that. I always leave yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah. I always leave feeling a little bit more down, more anxious, more stressed than I was when I arrived. Yeah. And they never seem to help me with, with anything. And, you know, I feel like I have to be like the funniest or be the most yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. version of myself rather than like just myself. And yeah. I think that's, uh, rather than being concerned that we're toxic friends, which we definitely will be and have been to some <laughs> yeah. people. So we'll work on doing the getting off the things that are on your list and getting rid of them. And then if, and guys, if I'm on anyone's list, please uh, do tell me and we'll... She's very so, sorry. She's very sorry. Ditto for me. And I'm going to really try and work on that. So give it to me. More on this. Let, let's uh, see No, I'll just do the last next. one. Yeah. Which is sort of what we um, spoke about is that... Um, you feel stressed with them. Yeah. And that can that's quite a umbrella term, but I think it's a good barometer. Like if you are slightly stressed about meeting them, if you're stressed about like if you feel like you have to be on form when you're meeting them, you know like some of those days you're like, I am on fire. Someone please invite me to a social engagement because yeah. I will set this place alight. <laughs> but some, but sometimes you're like, I don't feel great, but it's okay because it's that but it's, it's my friend, so mm. I don't have to be and they'll like boost me up. I don't have to wear any makeup and I can keep my, you know, hair in this bonnet of well of course and they'll be like well my hair's in an ugly bun champ yeah my hair's in an ugly bun but i'm and like really flat to your head when you go and see someone if you like don't even think to put on makeup or whatever that's a sign of this like you're really you know a person you're just excited to see for who they are yeah or like one of my best friends um maddie hello maddie She she genuinely doesn't listen i know she's my best friend because i never really organize we don't really like organized stuff it'll just be like do you want to come around and then we'll just sit and we'll be like something on and we'll just watch something for like four hours and we'll eat crisps and you're like there's not the sense of like well, I, well we should probably go to this bar afterwards and yeah, yeah, we yeah. just have to impress her I'm like, sorry my room's a tip sorry like it's that kind of thing yeah. which, which I think you want to aim for not all friendships are like that um, certainly not in my life but there is but there are certain friendships that I think leave you stressed and they and you should never have a friend a, a regular friend that you see all the time who is consistently making you feel stressed because mm. that's just life is too short and then you'll wake yes. up and be like should have got better friends should have got better friends yeah I'm spending all my time with this person I think that's um, yeah mm. my thoughts 
well, I was going to say my very good friend Lucy, who mm. doesn't listen either. Um, so she, <laughs> like, Are we but, each other's only friends? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're the only one who listens because we're here at the time. I suppose um, all our friends like, we don't need to listen to Lucy to talk. Tell their stories that I was there for, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> you're boring enough at the social engagements I have to see you at. Um, it's something I really value in our relationship is that like, um, there'll be any sort of like any sort of discussion or exchange of frank disagreement of mm. ideas we're very different people and um, we've repeatedly said how much we hate each other's fashion taste great uh, she wears these sort of like orthopedic clogs <laughs> Lucy's very fashionable yeah very, I think she looks astonishing <laughs> <laughs> we're very very different people and I really enjoy that she's extremely self-aware mm. and then she's very quick to be like should we address this tension should we, should we address this that's very or good quick to be like I'm very sorry about what I shouted just then you know like she's yes um, comes from a whole family of sisters that are quick to express their emotions and and I really you know and yeah, that's great because nice. I think if you ever didn't do that people just sort of swallow the feelings all the yeah, time and then it and comes then, out in odd and then ways. it explodes out of you at a yeah. much later date like the alien and alien exactly like that and that's what happens if you just keep swallowing the pebbles of tension mm. in a room of people you know you have a rock alien in your body yeah. and also also then you'll start doing that thing where you like resent people or it just then it just yeah. grows and builds and builds and builds and nothing is ever dispelled. I think you should constantly w- work to dispel tension in all areas of your life. Yes. And communication. Oh my God, communication. Guys, you must so be important. honest. You must be honest. Right. Do you want to know how to get rid of a toxic relationship? Yes, friendship? please. Okay. I've done some Googling. Some of these things, I've got some things to say about. And I'm sure you will too because I don't agree with some of them. Great. Are you, are you crying? <laughs> It's been a big day. Um, she's crying because she's scared that everyone's going to start taking this advice and doing it on her. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you basically have to decide which route is best: setting boundaries for your friendship, fade the phase out, or formally ending it. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll get to the third one, which I have a. I mean, I've got a lot of things to say. It's mainly one sentence. Um, it's one word. So don't do that. Um, so you, you should set. <laughs> I've ruined it now. I know. No, no, it's all said. It's mushed together in one word. Oh, I see. Like so setting hashtag. boundaries is if you have a friend and you're like, yes, she doesn't make me feel stressed. I do feel like this. And she does do this. She does do this. But it's it's focused around one thing. So mm-hmm. if she changed that one thing, your friendship would be fine. Yes. So for example, let's use you as an example. If I was like, Tessa, can you please stop telling me to get more self-esteem, you asshole? You'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Like, I didn't see how that would upset you. I thought you'd get more self-esteem from me shouting at you. But actually, I'd be like, well, if you change that, then and then you kind of approach it like that. You know w- how I feel. W- you have your own comments on that, I'm sure. We talk it out. And then it either changes or it doesn't. And if it doesn't change, then at least the person has said, well, I'd like to salvage the friend. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd like to change something. So that's useful if, if you can identify the problem. And maybe you spend some time thinking, if, you, if you're thinking of a friend throughout this being like, oh my God, her or him. Um, maybe spend some time really thinking if there is a specific thing. Because you might just go, oh yeah, she's toxic. Or he's toxic. But actually, they might. It might be a specific thing, and you you can isolate it. That's the easiest one to deal with. Now, That's very good. Yeah, right. And I think I think yes. I would have saved more friendships if I'd have known that because <laughs> I do the second one, which is you should let the friendship fade slowly in death. Basically, it's ghosting, and I've saying this before. Ghosting is feels like the kindest way to let a friendship go because friendships come and go all the time, and it seems sort of valid that that friendship would drift apart and you'd drift apart. Yes. However, 
it it becomes mean mm. when the other person clearly doesn't want to drift apart. Yes. You kind of you've given them the implicit option by not getting back to them on a few things, mm. sort of not being able to make some stuff, mm-hmm. hoping that the invitations would dry up. They don't, if anything, get more because they're like, where are you? Then you suddenly realise what you're doing and it's not very nice. Yes. And I've been in that situation before and I felt horrible about it. But I've been like, what's supposed to do? Look, write your formal letter saying, sorry, I don't find your stories about your husband interesting anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's often, because it's often not to do with their personality, it's to do with, they're a different life situation. You're like, well, you live in a farm in, you know, Bangkok and I live in London and we, I, I don't see you and you've, I've got very different ideals and sometimes the friendship is of a time rather than for your whole life. What I find interesting is that ghosting is the is the nice thing to do whereas in a relationship, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, ghosting is horrible and you should never do that. So it's weird how there's a difference. Yes, okay. Yeah, I, don't yeah, understand, yeah. I don't quite understand, I don't quite know where I feel morally about ghosting but I do know that it's kind of the only way. Well, I suspect the difference is that with a relationship, you had probably seen that person very recently. Yeah, probably like every day of your life. Whereas yes. in a friendship, you probably haven't. Or even if you'd been on a date and then they, one date and then they ghosted you or whatever, yeah. you still saw them very recently. Yeah. And and so that's sort of fresh in your mind or you're uh, literally dating somebody and therefore that morning they were literally your partner mm. and now they are not. Mm. Whereas a friend you could have not seen for a long time and then you've just allowed that time to continue. To eat away at your relationship. Yes, and then you've allowed that time to carry on in the hope that it would eventually... So that's a way of, if you if there's a toxic friend, just casually stop replying to, to, to so much stuff, stop going to some things, see what happens because you may have given yourself an easy, gentle way out that both of you implicitly are following these like guidelines of, okay, we're not really we're not hanging out as much because everyone's Mm -hmm. very busy everyone's very got their own life everyone's more bothered about their own lives so that can very easily be a thing that maybe like I have a friend who uh, is very toxic and uh, still see them but I see them very very irregularly at things and they're lovely to spend an evening with but I would never ever ever like live with them I've sort of set my own personal boundaries that are just like okay I'm not going to give myself to that person I'm not going to like you know invest a lot of time but let's not be immature about this I'm not going to make a deal out of it or be like well I'm not going because he's going to be there like no it's fine you know you've just set your personal boundary about being like this is how I only see this person at this time yes he's an acquaintance now he's not in the inner circle mm. the inner Steve circle which people are clamouring to get into absolutely banging on the door it's too much for me I think then it's option number three I think for this one this has to be quite an ex- this is quite an extreme response and it's therefore has extreme. to be quite an extreme person yeah they've boned your boyfriend and your brother and your girlfriend. And your girlfriend and your dad. Oh, heavens above. Do you know what I mean? That's too many people. Yeah, I Pick think it has else. Like real extreme. So don't just go around copy and paste in. No, I have... A, I a breakup email to everyone you know. I think it's a mad. I think it's mad. I don't, okay. think, I don't think it should be done. I think people who I do think, this, so I think this, mad, this one yeah. is that This is number three, which is that you should write them a formal email. Essentially, just, well, not even a formal email, but just like you basically tell them... That it's over. That, that it's over, that your friendship is over. And I think that's why when things like, how to dump your friends, and you're like, well, it's, I, I want to dump my friends. Like, it's, 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 it feels like a playground to be like, you're not my friend, you're not, you're not coming to, to my party, you're not my best friend anymore. Angela is. Yeah, I think it's bonkers. Yeah. So that's why I think it like doesn't deserve this this drama and no. this like severance. I think you can do that severance on your own. Personally and It doesn't quietly. need 
without telling them because they will know if you've become very cool and cool towards them yeah they'll either not notice because your friendship was supposed to go anyway which means we don't want to be friends with them anyway if they even notice you're not seeing them anymore or they will notice and follow suit Mm. it's the old nod and leave you're like what a great time we've had goodbye and both of us are aware that we don't need to have this conversation going goodbye because we will yeah i think i think if you especially if you write something there's no way it'll be interpreted correctly or no. read in the right vein or like and then the person just mull over that for you know that it's hurt for your paper it's trail hurtful. of hurt it's, it's, yeah it's literally a paper trail of hurt like you're purposefully sort of throwing a Molotov cocktail into mm. the building as you leave like it's an unnecessary thing to do you can just leave that building yes you don't have to set it on fire on your way out yeah exactly. unless they have done something ab- really course, dreadful yes. in which case and then like revenge feels good and doing something and you know, also then then if someone, if someone has, has done something to hurt you then yeah that it's not even just just revenge then they have done a thing you react to the thing by going sorry this is not something a friend would do yeah um i can't be your friend anymore yeah and i'd, I'd appreciate some space Thank you very and much. I think you'll feel like you would like to write several books on the subject Don't. and express to them exactly how you feel with a long and lengthy prose. Keep it succinct because you're they, always going to regret that. It will not be received in the way that it will not be received well. No, like, it will feel. And even if they've done something bad, you don't care. Write if it's it down and well. write it down and burn it. Like don't, also, it'll be, don't you, you send may it write them. it and then like three days later be like you'll read it back and cringe, and cringe so hard, so much at you'll it. Like, oh, and and it's just this horrible. Like you will regret it. They are not going to read that realise the awful thing they've done, run to your door, tell you they're sorry, you know, all of this stuff that you hope is going to happen. And if, no, but also, you're kind of not hoping that because if you're... Don't no, think no, exactly. Friend, Whatever you're hoping it's is very, It's very dissimilar to a, a relationship because yeah, yeah, often yeah. with a relationship, you're kind of secretly like, yeah, and then you'll change your ways. But actually, with a friend, often it's like, no, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because you, we've got other friends. Yeah. Like, that's not your only friend. You've got other people that do that serve the function of that friend, and yes, you'll miss them. And yes, also in the future, there may be chance for reconciliation where with a relationship there probably isn't really very often with an ex or something. But with an ex friend, there always is a chance. It's not. It's never dead and gone. It's just at that moment they need to be gone. And I think keep it as succinct and unemotional as you possibly can because it's already going to be an emotional emotional situation. And I think probably like calling or face to face. Or like, I think like a text is not great. Like, or mm-hmm. a WhatsApp is not great. I think, because then you're like, oh, well, there's a blue text and they're singing it. They're not like, just just, just call them, I think. Yeah. Yes, I think that's crucial. And probably call if you're going to do it. I mean, mm. I don't know. I really don't. And also um, a good tip that I've read is if you are going to say something to them because they hurt you, make it about what you need rather than them. So don't be like, you're selfish and horrible and that's why I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. Be like, I can't be around that. I won't be able to yes, do Yes, 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 a very good idea. Because then they can't argue with that. Yeah, this isn't a good place for me to be Yeah, right now. So then it's no sort of like, you're a terrible bitch. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, I'm feeling quite fragile and I need to be surrounded by a lot of love. I need I need this. Love and light. Love and light. Peace and love. I want to tell quite a, a personal tale. Oh, great. Tell a personal <laughs> tale. Maybe short discussion after the personal tale. That's fine. Well, I'm sort of learning from my taking on board that I might be the toxic friend. Oh. Oh, that, come that, on. Okay, fine. I'm not going to argue. No. But, <laughs> but I also don't agree with it. Well, it's sort of to do with me sort of hammering home the self-esteem to other people yes is that my what i want to say at this point is like you know trust in yourself and listen to your instincts that tell you that like maybe that person isn't nice and if your second if there's an instinct that says they're not nice and then there's another one that says no 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 they're fine it's probably me that's doing this wrong Mm. it's probably me that's no i was being overreacting i was being irrational then 
that voice needs to one that needs to be quiet and you need to listen to the first bit that said it yeah. wasn't right and so I wanted to sort of relay that information but it'll just sound like the Tesco self-esteem screaming program so I will instead sort of tell a tale a parable a parable if you will <laughs> like Jesus sure I didn't say it I didn't say it you did okay <laughs> that is about me going through that that hopefully like maybe some part of it rings true for anyone yeah is that several years ago I um, was uh, working on a pro- uh, something I wanted to do a creative project mm. somebody wanted to do with me and uh and I was like uh okay and they were sort of somebody who I very much like very much what I now know to be a, a toxic person right and but that I wasn't just wasn't listening to any of those signs and um was like okay so I sort of went into it very like tentatively doing this thing and then it wasn't good and it wasn't nice and we we're only doing it for about for a couple of weeks and they really lied to me about something and basically like gaslit me which is this fun expression oh, I- when somebody sort of purposefully or otherwise makes you feel like you're the one who's gone mad like you're the one who's insane and being stupid and being crazy about this and it's not a big deal when it isn't it's it's the epitome of someone being like I think you're having an affair and then them being like you are insane Mm. and actually they are having an affair yes and um, so they'd really lied to me about something and when I'd said I think this might be the case uh, they were like you're insane for asking you're insane for asking it turned out to indeed be the case and then when I raised that and was like you lied to me they said well you shouldn't have asked you shouldn't have kept asking me like refused to believe that like lying was a crime it was a human person yeah it was a human person a a malfunctioning robot in a way that I can now see with some hindsight and some distance is like them sort of knowing they were completely in the wrong and like lashing out and you know sort of flailing and telling me that I was wrong but at the time deep in it I sort of took two, you know, went away for two days. And in those two days, like, fully convinced myself that I was in the wrong. Like, that mm. I... It you didn't sh- matter that they'd done this. You shouldn't have asked so much. I shouldn't have asked. It's their private life. I shouldn't have asked these questions. I was in the wrong. And I really, like, felt myself, like, shrinking of being like, yes, okay, I'll just carry on with this project. I'll do it. And then met this really great girl from New Zealand, a friend of a friend who I hadn't met before. And I, it was so sort of at the forefront of my mind and so like on the tip of my tongue I was Mm. like I'm so sorry I know we've just met can I tell you what's just happened and I sort of told her the whole thing with like very little emotion or not really like naming any names and I really thought that at the end she'd be like well it sounds like a good project and like it's not a big deal and like yeah I think you you should do it you basically want someone to back your decision yeah absolutely yeah yeah, I didn't realise that's what I was doing but 100% I thought that's what she was going to say at the end and I sort of finished talking and she held me up by the shoulders and said get yourself and your creative projects the fuck away from him oh that's amazing and like honestly it felt like everything just like fell off me and I became like eight foot taller and like everything that I've been carrying around just like faded away yeah and it's that sort of and I t- sort of physically turned around and then walked away from her and she's like come back and I was like okay, <laughs> okay cool no I'm leaving oh, sorry sorry yeah I'm confused by your instructions I, um, <laughs> just you know uh, we had like quite a reasonable phone conversation the next day and I said I wasn't doing the project and mm. I you know was but without bringing any sort of emotion into it and I just never spoke to him ever again that's and great I I think it's that thing that a bit like you know they sort of talk about at AA meetings or um, you know when people really change something about their lifestyle like people tell this like catalyst moment when yeah. they saw something different or but, they realised about they saw a person they in saw the a, real way that they in were in the real way that they were or they realised something about themselves or like you know you sort of had this huge like life changing moment where you fully changed everything you thought a bit like having the wool sort of pulled away from your eyes and you're like oh my word mm. and you really can't fight that thing you can't force that transition it does have to like 
come naturally. Come naturally. Yeah. Why I wanted to like say it is in case like anyone having those sort of feelings of being like, where if they're with a person or in, with a friendship or a work colleague or a person or a family member or anybody in their life who they sort of convince themselves that you're wrong and you start being like, oh, okay, okay, I guess I am wrong. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm bad at everything. I am bad at everything. Yeah. Like, you are wrong. You, I'm telling you, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally well, telling you you're wrong. Terrifying ending to the know, podcast. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. No, I'm saying don't listen, don't listen. You have no. to trust yourself because you will sort of come through the woods and be like, oh no, I was right. I yeah. I do have good thoughts. I am a good person. You have I, good thoughts. And also, I have good thoughts. I, I have good ideas. Like, I didn't need to be told I was wrong all the time. It was the knotweed has literally got into your brain and made you think <sighs> burn that, that knotweed burn that knotweed to the ground to and God. made you think that sort of that's all you deserve or that's what you should yeah. you know that this is all of okay and we deserve nice friends nice people around us that make us feel like that New Zealand girl made you yes. feel yes and so if anyone ever sort of does if you can be that New Zealand girl for somebody else oh my god don't put the accent on if you don't already have it <laughs> Yeah, if you're not from New Zealand, don't. Not, yeah. But if it makes you feel confident, I say go for it. <laughs> go for it, just in your own time. <laughs> in your own time, privately, where no one can hear. Right. Um, publicly, just use your own voice. Yeah, try your best to, um, if you think any of the things might be you on that list, try and be nice as you can and yeah. um, sort of address them. If, if you any, see something happening or you, if see, you see something in, in your anyone friendship else, group, and you can like, say, hey, she's doing this to you or he's doing this to you. Hey, I'm just flagging this up. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's all it needs is someone being like, hey, I see you. I see how that person just treated you. Yeah. And like that girl did to you. Yeah, and exactly. You've got an, another. Per- I see you as you truly a are. A person outside of that control. Yeah. Often they can see the wood for the trees. You can't. Exactly. Because I'm just so deep in that it's wood. Good. Get yourself a uh, a woodsmith who can see the wood from the outside. So get someone in a helicopter who can see it. Get someone in a helicopter. I don't know what a woodsmith is, but I'm into it. Um, I feel very empowered, genuinely, by that. I'm going to start dumping my friends left, right, centre. <laughs> no. And I'm going to try lovely. and be much, much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dump Tessa and Tessa's going to try and be nice. No, um, please don't. And I'm really I'm, sorry that I... Oh, don't be silly. Told you to boost yourself and steam up, you asshole. <laughs> I needed it. I was an asshole. Thank you. You did need it. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. In action, people. In action. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. of course. I'm trying my very if hard. Anyone, <laughs> if anyone heard that and wants to give me some support, Please tweet me at Stevie M. The S is a five. If I am your toxic friend, please tweet me so I know how I can address it. Um, if it's if it's anything that's ever happened to you, or you want to sort of talk about a bit like EastEnders here, if you want to talk about any of the issues that we've discussed, oh my god, right? We're like not doctors, you, so maybe so don't don't listen prioritize to us. us. Don't prioritize but us. We can give you some support and also uh, speak to other people around you to identify if your feelings are correct about this person. Because guaranteed, if you relay this story to like one of your neutral non-toxic friends they'll be like oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I've been absolutely. waiting for you to say that for ages like exactly. talk to someone else talk to people get those feelings out of you like vocalise how you feel get yes. those opinions out of you do not let them sit in your stomach no bad get them out and have, a, have a good week a have non-toxic a great, great, week. great week look after yourself stay sexy oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> I think Tessa expected to say that it's what that. they say at the end of my favourite murder stay oh, sexy don't get sexy. murdered oh that's good I know it's fun we can't just no you can't just have off. that no <laughs> um, no stay look well. after yourself um, have a really really nice week bye guys bye.